0: Welcome to Running On Purpose, a weekly podcast dedicated to training the body, the mind, and the soul for what the race requires. My name is Steve Sisson, and I will be your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Running On Purpose. Um, This is our 11th episode, and I'm here with Kristen. Hey. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. You're good?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's been a long day. Yeah, but, and it's basically take the two Arctic outside, which is hard for me.
0: Yeah, and we're on take two,
1: and we're on take two
0: because some idiot didn't press the the play button the first time through. So I'm not mad. If you hear um, a little, a little if you hear a little uh, clemptness in Kristen's uh, in, in Kristen's voice, you just know that it's my fault. For I mean, sure. isn't it usually? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so we're going to cover a topic that's really, really near and dear to my heart as why would we cover a topic that wasn't, but this one's especially. I mean, we named the podcast, the entire name of the podcast of by illness, and our topic this week is finding a running purpose. And I'm not sure if that will end up being the title of it. I usually like to wait and see what... What transpires in our conversation to see if there's some other pithy um, or interesting or uh, you know something that gets people's attention for a title? But um, this is basically what we're talking about: is how you can find your running purpose, why it's important, a difference in in sort of the kinds of purpose there are or goals that there are, and Then we're going to go into um, early, into kind of steps to get started. Um, We're going to cut this episode into two. We already know that. We're going to do just getting started and and the steps to set this all up so that in our next episode, episode 12, next week, we will talk um, about how to actually create the statement of purpose and live it out. That's a basic format for you. So why is it important? Like why does it matter that someone choose to define or think about the running purpose? And I know that there are many who will say, okay, this is this is a pet of Steve's. He he seems to talk about this all the time. He references it in nearly everything he talks about. Well, I know and What we're trying to do now is to give you a real clear way of doing that. And it matters. It matters simply at first because I almost guarantee. I mean, If you take it seriously, I'll guarantee it. But anybody who doesn't take it seriously, I can't guarantee. But I guarantee you that you'll have better performances by having a statement of purpose. I guarantee it. And additionally... You will also get um, the ability to handle the rough times, a way to see yourself through the early mornings that are cold and dark when you don't want to get out of bed and show up to your session or get the run in that you need to get in. When you're late in a long run and the workout's falling to pieces around your ears, it's a shit show, and you're trying to figure out how to execute it or why you even should execute it or even if it any at all even matters. And especially valuable on race day, in the hours preceding the race, and especially in the late race challenges that come up. So, And that's just the external sort of obvious ways that I think that knowing your running purpose can help you.
1: So I guess a good place to start, Steve, would be why. Why is this important to have your why?
0: Yeah, I think that's, you know, the only way that we're going to convince people to do the hard work of actually taking the steps to get this done is to give them a good reason for why they should do it. And I think the first one is that is one that might be a little bit unconventional, but I think is spot on and it's to stop chasing numbers and to start letting the process, um, sort of being led by the process. And I know that for some folks, they might hear that and say, well, why should I? Like, shouldn't I be goal-oriented? Shouldn't I care? Well, we're not saying not to. But by doing this this statement of purpose, it's going to allow you to not just do it, go by the numbers, and to not just chase things, but to also engage in um, a process-oriented and a more flow-based way of viewing your training your racing your goal setting and it sort of pulls everything kind of in and i think that's going to be the the overall theme of this episode is that what we're doing is taking this disparate sort of points data points along the line of what your running experience is and kind of putting them all underneath this category of purpose not not that they were ever separate, but just that you'll be able to organize them and see them. And if you'll stop chasing numbers and start looking at the bigger picture and at how the process plays out, y- your experience of running is going to expand exponentially. It's going to deepen and and grow.
1: I mean, sold, I guess <laughs> already. Okay, what else do you have?
0: Um. So, well, I just I just sort of got into that right there is that it deepens, and I'm gonna go a little bit more into how it deepens and expands the running process. So because we're so, many of us are driven by our, our numbers or driven by our goals, we have a tendency to um, to have our sport, rather our experience of the sport or experience of doing the activity of running just sort of flatlining and not having um as much depth as it could have and not having an expansion so it can be as big as it possibly can so it can fill more of your life experience and by taking the time to do this statement of purpose it'll also have a tendency to kind of weave its way into other areas of your life and help you find um, find a find where running matches a lot of the other things that you're doing in your life.
1: I think we talked about this before on the episode that we did on not quitting, um, and we talked about we talked about it a little bit differently in that. How do we take the best part of ourselves as runners and that warrior spirit that we um, that we really cultivate in training and how do we let that permeate the rest of our lives? And it kind of sounds like that's what you mean with this, that finding your running purpose could be applicable to your life as a whole and not... Like your running has a greater meaning than just running, so you can give it that consideration that it wouldn't necessarily have without a deeper purpose. Does that the, make sense?
0: Yeah, it doesn't have for many people, right? Um, because they're uh, they're boxing it, or they're or they're or they're limiting it. As I said, I use the term flatline. I don't it 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 just keeps it one dimensional, and by working on your running purpose and by getting a statement of purpose written out that you can feel and you know will that resonates within you and is also feeding and fueling you, you'll see that it deepens the experience of running. It deepens it into what's happening in the moment as you're running. You're able to be more pros in the moment, in the process. And even if as you're running, you're thinking about a myriad of other things and in the world of other things. It's like meditation. You are just letting it come and you're letting it go. It deepens it so much. It lets you be more you. And if you're being more you and a more authentic and deep version of yourself, running is a part of that. Mm. It is a aspect of who you are. And it also can help you expand in the sense of you know, I kind of think of deepening as sort of going deeper into yourself. And then the idea that it also this running purpose will allow you to expand and take your running outside of the box of just you and can allow you to connect more deeply with your community, allow you to connect more deeply with your family, allow you to connect more deeply with the the more than human world, with what's going on in nature, what's happening ecologically with what weather is and how it affects you and how it impacts you. Like you become so much more um, alive to your place in a bigger expanded experience. Um, And I think that running deserves that. I think running, I don't want to say it's owed that, but I do think there's kind of a, a weird little riff that we could go on about how running needs us in a sense, as much as we need running or perhaps um, the way energy works and the way that healing works in this whole world is that there's something that happens when we run and when we do it together as a group or alone that really helps. So I've got off it a little bit, going off a little bit there, but basically to bring it back in it's, Allowing you to deepen your experience of being you and how running filters into that and allows you to expand your experience of being connected to other things. And running um, really can do that. It has the ability to do that. And I think we've all had moments where maybe we were able to tap into the deepening and the expanding. But when you've got your running purpose sort of dialed in and focused and you know that it's working for you, uh, it has this amazing way of just – Bringing you quickly to that moment or infusing and sort of filtering around it all.
1: Mm, I like that too. It makes me think of um, when people talk about a runner's high and these really magical moments we can have out on a run um, and maybe being more connected to our why would give us access to that more often, right? As opposed to just absolutely, it happens occasionally. I kind of like that.
0: Yeah, and and even when it doesn't, let's say that it that it doesn't. It's not just something that you've done this work, and so it just infuses all of your life. Well, maybe not. But if you find yourself in a rut, you find yourself in a tough spot, you find yourself through a bad patch, and and you can reach back to it and read this two to three paragraph or two to three sentence statement that can really um, can really set you back straight. Because if you've done this right and you've taken the time and the energy to do it appropriately, um, it's not ever not going to feed you. It's not ever not going to fuel you. It, it, it It will absolutely feed your soul. So another important reason why, well, another reason I think it's important that you work on your running purpose is that by doing this work it'll help you develop meaning and i think humans are meaning making machines and we're constantly searching through our stories and through our uh, our relationships in trying to thread a line of why something that we do for 8 or 10 hours a week to 8 or 10 hours a day and 40 to 60 hours a week in our work means something to us and matters to us beyond just the paying of bills or the making of money We're always looking for ways to make meaning and to find meaning in our purpose, I mean in our lives. And running is no different. And I think that this is something that people really miss sometimes in their running, that your running makes meaning for you. Again, it's beyond just those numbers of trying to get a race result or PR. And the reason you're going for that PR is that there's, not that those story, that those exact numbers matter, because as soon as you run 320- or 319, it's going to suddenly be 315 in a marathon. If you run under 40 minutes for 10K, you're going to want to run 38 minutes for 10K. So it's not the achieving of that goal that actually has the meaning. It's the story of you working towards something, challenging yourself, getting that result, and then what happens? We constantly move. We're aspirational. We're moving that barrier, we're moving that that line all the time. And so the goal itself becomes less important and the meaning comes from the story you tell. The meaning comes from the experience of it. And how that is so much more effective is when you've got a through line and a way of seeing it that's a bigger picture that can tap into um, where running fits in that meaning structure in your world and in your life. and. As that happens, you start to find running being meaningful in ways that you didn't expect. You can find connections with the community that you're running with. You can find that you might connect with nature like we talked about a little bit earlier. You might on a trail run or even in the city if you have an experience of that. But there's just so many ways for meaning to become deeper in your life. And running is a place that you're willing to work on that. And running is a place where you're um, quiet and where you're listening to the inner voice in ways that you wouldn't otherwise. All of this to say that the importance of of doing this work to try to find your running purpose, um, I think it it puts a beautiful form of expression back in the totality of your life. I know that's a pretty heady and kind of weighted statement about putting a beautiful form of expression, meaning running, um, and it threads that running into your whole life. Uh, It requires you to find balance with it. It requires you to find meaning with it. It deepens and expands the experience of of running. And by, by doing that, by threading that experience through all of these other sort of big mythological, almost aspects of who we are as people, or or deep psychological sort of ways that we experience our world. We're bringing running into our whole life and making it be a whole life thing, not a not a side hustle or some small thing we do in the wee hours of the morning, or I find time for it to jam it in somewhere in. In, before, in my lunch break. Um, but even if you have to do that, if you have to jam it in in your lunch break, you have to have it in the wait, in the wee hours of the morning. It's something that then informs the rest of your day or that you're waiting for in a way or it, it allows you to be more expressive of other aspects. And if you'll work on this running purpose, you're going to find that running will fill your life.
1: I think... Also, what stands out for me when you say that is that um, it it allows you to do the act of running without condition, Mm. meaning running is no longer conditional. When you are doing it with purpose, you are doing it of and for and because of itself and not for or because of anything else, whether that be a goal or... A person or to prove or anything like that you're doing it simply for the sake of itself and I think when you think about the things most important in your life you love those things for themselves not because of it's not that love and its placement in your life whether it's your children or your spouse none of it's conditional you love it Willingly and wholeheartedly and you and you serve it willingly and wholeheartedly. And I kind of feel that way um, with purposeful and meaningful running as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so here's another kind of way to think about it. It's like running isn't separate or other in that way. Right. It, it this is another way of saying, I think, what you're getting at here. Um, it is you right in in some bigger way like your you know you think about a relationship everybody tells you a well, relationship is work but the love part of it's more often than not not work right it's the dealing with the little nitty-gritty irritating things that happen in a day that that compound on top of the rest of a challenging day that are work The feeling you have for that other person typically isn't. And the way it is with when you have your purpose straight with your running, you're going to see this that running is you. Um, And in some kind of really cool way, you are running. And is running trying to live its experience or have its experience through you? I mean, we all know there's just something, we know it's evolutionary. We we ran for a wide variety of reasons and we maybe became conscious from running and who knows where all of that is exactly, but we do know this is something we've been doing for a very, very long time, for 2 million years, we've this species has been doing this activity. And so who's to say that running doesn't have its own sort of will and that it's getting to experience... That activity through each and each every one of our bodies, or if someone wants to take it to a really mystical level, because th- that
1: wasn't already mystical,
0: they could think of it as God. Right? Mm-hmm. They could think of it as a higher power wanting to have that experience. But here I am getting all woo woo on everybody, right? <laughs> Pretty much been known to happen. So I guess we should talk a little bit about intrinsic and extrinsic purpose. Because there are definitely different ways uh, that someone could potentially take up the process of creating their purpose, and um, it's I think it's important to make sure that people recognize that that their statement of purpose really needs to come from an intrinsically motivated place rather than an extrinsically motivated place.
1: Yeah, we talked about this um, because we kept running across it with um, with your athletes and some of my teammates, but... People have the tendency to make their their purpose or their why be extrinsic, meaning that it comes from without or it's dependent on other people or other circumstances. Um, whereas I really argue, and I know you do too, that it must be absolutely intrinsic. It must come from within and come from almost a, a, a place of selfishness, um, which we'll talk more about later. But... And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just mean that in order for it to stand up to any and every possible trial Mm -hmm. and tribulation that you might face in a race or in a workout or just waking up and getting up and doing it or through injury, Mm -hmm. your why has got to be rock solid. And it cannot, the only place you're going to find that is from within.
0: So when you're viewing it from an external perspective, perspective or an extrinsic perspective um it can't be whole right it's it's only it's contingent on others it's contingent and necessary for someone else to be a part of it in order for it to be worthwhile for it to even have a purpose
1: right that goes back to what we talked about earlier in when we say that um if running is of of and for itself, if you are doing this act for itself, that's really the only way that it's sustainable if you want to run, be that woman who's running Boston and she's 80 years old or whatever it is, right? But if you place its importance in your life in the hands or on the shoulders of another person. I mean, you can poke holes in that all day, right? And I think the best example is when people say things like, "Um, I'm running for my kids. Or I'm running to prove to my husband or my children that I'm strong. As beautiful as that sounds, and as sweet as that might appear to be, it's kind of (laughs) bullshit. Because your kids know you're strong. So we talk a lot about, I like to talk about doing a flip when it comes to negative self-talk. So if you say, I'm running for my children so they know that I am strong or whatever, flip it. So if you don't run, your children don't know that you're strong. So they're, that's not, that. I don't think that's your purpose, right? And if you really don't believe that your children think that you're, not strong if you don't run then you've got to tackle some other things
0: correct there's a much there's a you're already not operating from a whole perspective right right and i I think a lot of times people well how do i get to being whole well this goes into that whole idea of
1: let me know when you know
0: (laughs) Yeah. well i do think it but i do think there is a way i mean you have to kind of accept that there's already an inherent an inherent goodness in you, right? There's an inherentness that we're all okay, right? We are all okay, um, and you your your goal will not, your purpose will not hold up to the most crucial and critical challenges if it's contingent upon another person. And I think that right there, let's leave aside the wholeness part, maybe for an arguments. At other times, because um, not everyone's going to agree necessarily with that, but it you can definitely make arguments, and I think we should make a number of arguments about why your purpose can't be extrinsic. Um, you know, one in particular, perhaps the first one is when your goal is extrinsic, you're going to go into a flight or flight response. It's that's the space that it operates in.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I got this idea about fight or flight from Peter Krohn, the mind architect, who I'm kind of obsessed with right now. And uh, an example of that is if you are running to prove something, which, speaking from personal experience, um, I did for a very long time. Um, And when you do that, if you're, for, for example, if you are running to prove value or worth or that you belong or whatever it is, whatever reason you're running, that is prove you're, you are constantly chasing a thing and you are every day going out and doing this thing under the assumption that you are already not enough of that thing. You're Mm -hmm. not strong enough. You are not good enough. You are not brave enough. You are not, Whatever it is, and so you're operating in a state of fight or flight. You are fighting and fighting and fighting this this reality that you think exists for you. and so you're you're pushing up against that and you're creating these barriers that that aren't really there. so you're you're in battle, you're in war every day doing this thing that should just come with ease and with grace and that you should move effortlessly through in the sense that if you're doing it of and for itself, you do it with ease because you love it. Not that it is an easy act, right? Struggle is part of running, but you're not operating from that space of fight or flight. You're not afraid of not being the whatever it is enough.
0: Right, absolutely. And I think that that's... I mean, again, this just feeds back into this necessity of your purpose because our operating systems and the way we function as runners so frequently, and in life generally, but, but especially as runners, because this is the, what we're talking about, this is how we're expressing our experience of life, is operating in these spaces that are not, um, that are not optimal. And if you can work on finding your purpose in your running space, it's a safer, less overwhelming way of, of addressing questions of purpose and questions of meaning in your life. And just by itself, recognizing that you can do something just because of its goodness and its ownness and its rightness for you um, just drops that cortisol level. And it drops that, um, that heavy weight on your shoulders. It allows you to feel more, um, flowy and open. And because it is what it is, it's, it's not dependent. And when something's not dependent on anything else or anyone else, it's like it has, it sort of sits in its own ecosystem. I think that's a word you used. You like you said it that way. It's like it, it, your purpose then will like be of itself for itself, feeding you for you and a part of you because you choose it and you choose it because it makes meaning and it makes meaning because you're whole and you're whole because you choose it. It's like, it's just like this eternal circle that sort of keeps following and following and following. So, when you operate from an extrinsic point of view or an extrinsically motivated purpose you're going to you're you're not going to be able to keep this circle and keep it unbroken it's going to keep breaking and have to keep being redone and it's going to keep being dependent upon others and it's not going to be able to stay within your ecosystem within your own space
1: right you're going to keep running you're going to keep running into battles right and right. or you're going to your resolve will waver in times that it shouldn't. And it, and maybe you won't know why in the moment You know, we've all been there in that race or whatever where our resolve wavers and we question why we're there and why we're doing it. And if you have a solid purpose, you can pull through that. But if you have a purpose that you can poke holes through, that's not going to be the thing that pulls you through. So you've either got to gut it out or, or not. In that in that scenario,
0: and nearly any externally motivated purpose will eventually show itself not to work. Even if it's an Olympic trying, if you're so good that you could be an Olympic gold medalist, if you win, if you achieve that goal, or if you don't achieve that goal, it will show itself to be a fool's gold. It will show itself to be not enough. Mm. Um, but I do think it's important now to kind of tell people that we're not saying that extrinsic goals are not valuable and worthwhile. Um, We, we 100% support and recognize the importance of goals that are extrinsic. What we're talking about is your foundational purpose for running, your why for running can't be extrinsically motivated. It has to be intrinsically motivated
1: or even those, those points of, of your why, like perhaps you like, you, l- you are your best you for your children when you run, but that's not necessarily your why, that's just part of it. Or you, you love that you can show your children some of your strength by running, but it's not, it's not the only way Do you does that make sense? That Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um So kind it just means that that your that why you run basically why you run has nothing to do with anyone else. Period. And I guess that's like the final sort of way we can put a little bit of a bow on that, right? Like you're not There's no way that your why really has to do with anybody else and so we're arguing it must be intrinsically motivated which then kind of brings up some people might argue at this point like well so just just sounds like selfishness like it just sounds like um
1: yeah and Anne, right
0: and Anne Rind's, um like like all that matters is if i do my very best and i am my very best then all the rest of the world be damned as it comes down around my ears and um you know,
1: well, I think the first half of that is true, and the second half is not right. What doesn't have to be? Be your best and do your best, but not everybody else. Be damned, right? I think if you approach your life and your path from a place of selfishness, and let's take the negative, the negative assumption off of that word. And let it be from within of you for you, then it allows you to be generative, right? Yeah. If you, if you can wake up and take your medicine every day and your medicine is running and you can be a happier, fuller, human being walking in light and love as cheesy as that sounds, how much more generative can you be with your friends and your family and in your work? And again, bringing that idea of of letting your running self permeate your life, can you live in that gratitude and live in that love in the rest of your life, having found that centeredness and that, that place of purpose in your running, in your heart?
0: Absolutely, I mean that. that's then it's
1: generative,
0: yeah, and that's where the uh, that's. I think we've all had these glimpses of running in this way, but we can't sustain it. Like we can't stay in that space. People like to talk about flow. This isn't really flow. This is like meta flow in a sense. It's it's a recognition that the thing that you're doing has value and worth and meaning to you, and therefore, it's like. That, 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 that argument that they make on the plane when you're, when you hit turbulence and the the air masks drop down and they say, put the air mask on your own face before you put it on the person next to you. Yeah, that's in a sense of selfishness, but there's no way for you to be able to make for allow a generative or to help other people or to be able to operate with other people if you don't take care of yourself in that way. So is that selfishness? Maybe so. But really what it's lending itself to is a changed world, a raised consciousness of our world. And I truly believe that running is a way for us to fix this mess of a world that we're in. But in order to do that, if if any of you feel like, oh, my gosh, how did you go from, you know, this might help you run a PR to how you can change the world – I'll tell you that they're not, the wonderful thing about creating your running purpose is that they are not mutually exclusive.
1: But pause, because the second or third love of my life, Elliot Kipchoge, did say that a running world was a peaceful world. Yeah. So we have some anecdotal evidence anyway.
0: At least, yes. And I think we all have had our own experiential evidence of that. And the argument I'm making is that by making your running purpose, by getting clear on that, you're going to improve your short-term running, you're going to improve your long-term running, you're going to improve your life, you're going to improve, and there's a chance it might improve everything. And Iliad is a, Kipchoge is an ardent proponent of this. I think that's why people paid attention to his experience of sub two, which otherwise would have just been sort of like a sort of silly run in the park, right? But, he was able given who he is and what he's all about to to make it something more Mm. something we many of us like got on board with all right so here we have been preambling all this time about why it matters what do we do like how do we take the steps how do we get started on creating um a running purpose and so the first thing i want to say is um that i completely understand that it's a big ask like we can't diminish the difficulty um, of doing this. That it that it will take time. It will take energy. It will take effort. It will require a lot of you, uh, but it'll be worth it. But just recognize from the front end that it is. Um, it's going to take some work, and that you also should take your time with this as well. That you need to give yourself uh, some space to engage in it you don't want to rush the process if you have the time to devote a concentrated and focused period of time on it that can really help get it kick started. it can really help you to, um, like launch it but just recognize that it's really important to take say three to six months to have your statement of purpose completed it, it just takes a little while to get it all dialed in to do the first steps, then to sort of sit in them and percolate in them and steep in the experience of what these words are going to say and how we're going to get them out and how we're going to work through it. And then go from there to, you know, putting putting them into a finalized version. It's going to take a little while and that's okay. Um, it's important to give it time and give it the effort. It will take a little while, but don't expect this to be something that you're going to get done in a week. And I think many people who try to do that come out with some um, weak tea. And if you want the strong stuff, then you need to you need to give yourself the time and the space to allow it to happen. Um, that means a little bit of discipline here and a little discipline there. And, and, and a lot of time just sort of stewing on it and, and spending time with it. And then the final sort of point about getting started that's really important is throughout this process you want to channel your inner whim hof like you want to constantly tell yourself to go deeper and to take the opportunity to whatever comes up to ask yourself again can i go deeper with this is there more here can i get more into this is there is there something else I can take a depth I can get with this is there a way for me to stretch it a little further expand it or deepen it and, and if you'll ask yourself that continuously throughout this process um you'll you'll be rewarded every time
1: you will be but also as sort of a just something to to look out for some stuff might come up that um that will cause you to question things that perhaps you believe are true, but that aren't necessarily true. And I had mentioned to Steve earlier about, um, it could be helpful if you have a coach to, to go through this process with your coach or to, um, ask someone you trust and who knows you very well to sort of help you go through the different drafts of this. But I'm working with a woman right now on her, um, on her statement of purpose and some of the stuff that she brought up, some of it was really good and some of it came from a space of negativity in in how she views herself. And so we, we had to sort of dig into some of that or we are in the process of digging into that um, because she just assumed that that was the end all be all. And Mm. instead I could say, but why do you believe that this is true? And so she's sort of digging into that. I'm just saying that, um, so that you guys are aware that it might bring up some emotional, emotional junk.
0: Yeah, it will. I mean, and sit with it, you know, when, when it gets heavy, just let it go for a little bit, but keep coming back to it. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Preamble over. Nitty-gritty, how do you do it? And, um, you know, you can look all over everywhere for ways to create a statement of purpose. They exist. Business um, applications will talk about this. Sometimes you will talk not, I mean, there's ways to apply this in business. There's ways to apply this in leadership. There are ways that people talk about this in the life coaching fields. Um, I'm just saying this this is the way that Kristen and I have been talking with our athletes and our clients about how to do this from a running perspective and it's worked for us. So um, the first step is to do some brainstorming. Now the brainstorming recommendations that I've used in the past have been a process called circling, um, which I'd learned from a, a peak performance mental training book that I had seen uh, and it's basically taking or clustering, sometimes people will call it. So it's taking a concept, let's say, why do I run? You ask yourself, why do I run? right? And it's it's easier to start with why do I run rather than um, purpose because why you run is it's just a shorter, more succinct, easier way to get at it. And then you just start, get a concept. I run because it makes me feel good. I run, I I interviewed a few people um, for a little while. I was working on a potential podcast episode called Why Do You Run? where I interviewed people. And like three of the five people I interviewed in that process, their first one was, so I won't be fat. Right. So. (laughs) It's valid. Right. It's extrinsic. (laughs) Right. Right. It's not intrinsic. But, um, or is it? Right. It's sort of borderline there. But there's something deeper with that. But just put down any idea that comes to your head. Any idea that comes to your head. And so you're going to take these ideas and box them or, or circle them or however you want to do it. Um, I recently have been using, you have used with this for two clients now, a, a new brainstorming process. Um, it's not new, but it's new to me. It's called mind mapping. And I'll make sure I put a, a link to this in the show notes, um, at least one place that talks about it. And I I loved this when I found it and I've now worked through it with two different, um, athletes and it seems to be working pretty well. And what the mind mapping does, basically it does the same thing. It takes this idea, this keynote, this reason why you run, and it asks you to pull the thread or to, to map it a little bit further, to take that concept and see where it leads you. And, and so you use the concept let's say, of to be faster, to be my best self. And then you just pull that thread a little bit to see where it leads. If it stops leading somewhere, just leave it where it is and then start with a new brainstorming. This is you can use any brainstorming concept that you want to. If you've got other ones that you found in other places through school or business or creative activities that you've done with other people, brainstorming is the whole thing. Brainstorm mostly. Just keep getting these ideas out, keep getting them out. And and really look into this idea of mind mapping because it really helps you thread it. Then after you've get these all down, you want to step away and walk away for a little bit. then come back at it in a week or two weeks or three weeks and um, do it again. see if there's any new things. Look at that look at that brainstorming sheet of paper and see if there's anything you can add or follow the thread and see if it pulls you further along into something else that will help you help you get further into it and help you get deeper into it and to take it somewhere else. Maybe make it work a little bit better for you. So, you know, whatever brainstorming method you use, uh, the key point here is to get raw material. We're working on raw material to have so that we can take it and do um, the next step of the work for that. So, you are going to hopefully have a pretty full sheet of paper um, and a lot of different associations. And there may be redundancies in there. There may be things that don't really, that may not stand up, but you probably have um, a really pretty good starting place to start the next step of the process. So step one is to brainstorm. Step two is to take those notes and all the notes that you got from the brainstorming and to use them to compose a letter to running. Um, This is a step that I think is pretty unique that we've devised as we began to find that people were having a hard time going from the brainstorming process and then coming going directly with that raw material and taking it into a, a statement of purpose. It just seemed like there were what were coming out of the brainstorming were either ideas that were uh, too conceptual or too specific, um, too concrete. And that they needed some softening or ideas that were too nebulous and they needed more to get pulled in and be brought and made tighter. And so we came up with this idea of taking all of those concepts, looking them over and saying, okay, maybe using some of these ideas and then, or maybe starting from scratch, write a letter to running. So write a letter in whatever format that comes up first and best for you, whether it's a a letter like to an old friend or a letter to a sibling or a letter to a parent, maybe a letter to a boyfriend, maybe a letter to an old boyfriend. Um, in my experience of this, when I wrote my letter, my letter to running was it was like a letter to a parent who I felt like had had really high expectations of me and that I had failed in some way. Um, and it really helped me come to grips with the fact that that running had really done a lot of things for me, but that I had been aban- kind of abandoned it and pushed it aside because I didn't want to deal with all, a lot of the other attendant challenges that were associated with it. So, you know, the brainstorming process I did created a lot of ideas, and then I wrote this letter to running, and mine were very separate, but I have had clients who, or athletes that I work with who theirs have, have, really, re- they have really been connected pretty closely. But regardless, you've now got some brainstorming ideas that you can look at, these concepts that you can walk through. And then you've got this letter to running that hopefully really encapsulates a, a, a pretty visceral and honest um, experience of your connection with running. Now, you've done this yourself, right? You've worked on a, on your letter to running?
1: Yeah, I did mine. Well, I did one about a year ago. I don't know, I feel like I could probably do another one. I feel like you could probably it's a letter, right? So if you're turning your running into a being, you could probably write one every week if you wanted to and it would it would just it would change and it would evolve as you as you evolve and change. Um But I think I don't know, I feel like did I come up with the letter to running or did
0: you? I don't remember. I, don't remember I, I, I either, think we kind of did it together, but I would say it was a collaboration. But
1: Well, it doesn't matter. My point with it was that um, I'm going to kind of step away from that for a second and just say that um, if writing a letter, if you're not feeling that, sometimes when I'm writing, um, if I'm trying to tell a story in, in my own writing that has nothing to do with running, I'll think of different ways I can tell that story that aren't beginning and end telling of a story, which sounds stupid, but I'll sometimes tell a story in writing a letter, or I'll tell a story in writing a list, or I'll tell a story in writing a song, right? So I feel like, I don't know, I'm going to just say that to everybody if yeah, you're that, not that feeling m- the letter.
0: that It doesn't have to be in that format. There's right. lots of ways that
1: experiment with it yeah and
0: and yeah absolutely i agree with you i hadn't thought about it from that perspective because you know the letter has worked for a lot of people but it's very but it's very possible that it won't and here's the thing your brainstorming is going to come up with some really practical ideas um and not many that are super creative there'll be some i mean that's not that's not fair to say it is a creative process to try to pull out some um some core concepts and some big concepts and, and, and a lot of concepts really to really get a kind of regurgitation on the page as much as you possibly can. And then your letter to running is taking those ideas and a place to start with and filtering them through something you know about, like, you know what a letter is. And you know that when you write a letter to someone you care about that, um, you put something deeper into it. And when you put something deeper into it, what comes through there is sort of the magic and the poetry of what it is to actually use language to connect with another person. And by taking that step of connecting to this personification of running that we're calling it, this person of running, you're opening up mm-hmm. a doorway to to a space with it that you don't occupy when you do it. On the run, or when you look at your training log, are you writing your training log? It's just taking running and flipping it a little bit, twisting a little bit, pushing it a little bit of a direction to sort of step into the imaginal realm, to step outside of the space of the here and now and the space of evidence-based information, and saying, "Hey, let's let's move into heart here. Let's move into the soul. Let's move into." a deeper experience of what it means to be human and by writing the letter it really allows you to open up that space with the sport so you've got creativity creative ideas with 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 brainstorming activity and then you've got this this document that you're going to create this letter that you're writing or the poem or the story or the list or the song as kristen said like whatever resonates with you and in fact since you're giving this some time you might play with a wide variety of these different writing styles that you might but it needs to be written and you need to need to get these words down on paper that's that's the key thing and and make sure that you spend the time and energy necessary that this is a letter that you've written to running and that you've titled to running and you've written love or sincerely or kiss my ass, fuck you, Steve, or whatever your name is to it, right? I mean,
1: if you want to say, fuck you, Steve, in your letter, that's okay too.
0: (laughs) And uh, if any of you just are really jiving with this and you love this idea, we would love to read your letters. And maybe there, if we got enough of them, we could read a few letters on this podcast. That would be fantastic. I would love to do that if people want to share them with us. So that's where we're going to end right now with this episode of the podcast. Um, There's a lot of information. We gave you a lot of preamble talking about why to do it and um discussed the intrinsic and the extrinsic and then gave you some some ways to get started with this. Um, Next week we'll talk about how we take the information from the letter from running and use it to um create the statement of purpose. Uh, And we get into some pretty deep pretty good detail there. And then we'll talk about how you take that statement of purpose and live it and have it be a living document that you can take and, and work through and continue to mold and allow to inform your running um, over time. So hopefully you found this episode useful. You can reach out to me at sisson at and we or you can check out our website at www.tellusrunning.com. So thanks for listening to this point. Hopefully you guys got some of that thing out of this and hopefully you'll do the work to um, set yourself up for next week's episode. Thanks to everybody and we'll catch you next week.
1: Bye, y'all.